0: Ho, ho, ho. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about mail today, but we're also going to be talking about some other things. And I I hope you'll enjoy it. I hope it challenges your thinking. Anyway, let's watch this cute Cadbury uh, Christmas special. And it's about that they're reintroducing their Cadbury coins. set okay they put up tech decorations in Leeds we'll get over to that story in a second here we go uh, close this <laughs> my sweetie's having a little bit of she's a little under the weather and so I've been uh, I've been helping out around the house after almost 10 years away from the shelves confectionery brand Cadbury's bringing back its chocolate coins right in time for the festive period this is backup but I like it. I'll I'll keep doing these anyway. Mondelez-owned company and its ad agency, VCCP. Is that Chinese? I think the CCP is Chinese. You know, these ad agency names that changed with the wind. <laughs> but anyway, out of home, that's what a- OOH means, out of home, build in leads. And then they videotaped it, which made a commercial. And it's kind of cute. You know, gets the point across in 15 seconds, which is the beginning of the of a YouTube. You know, before you can stop it, you've already gotten the message across. Okay, this was an interesting article. X will thrive in 20, and I don't think I saved it when I marked it up. Despite Musk, <laughs> thrive in 2024. Oh yeah, there it is. Uh, SF Gate, which is probably San Francisco Gate, recently released an article titled "The End of." elon musk and it was um and they tweeted beyond the cursing elon musk's interview is erratic enough to, to end his career and the article goes on to say elon does not care what you say <laughs> and hot takes about x's doomed future maybe are all over the place but there we're still talking about x because x still exists seemingly defying all odds and catchy article titles and um a platform so ingrained in the ethos of the users its users that it's bulletproof and you know my proof of that you know because as you know in the last year i kind of gave up on on twitter because it was so one-sided essentially and i was kind of afraid if i posted um almost anything you know that i'd get get blocked or banned my wife got blocked (laughs) well not technically she just couldn't log on anymore (laughs) they somehow disabled her password and she couldn't get it back so she created a new one i encouraged her to try and get it back but but you know when you hear when you hear the the news saying that the pope tweeted today or or the head of Hamas tweeted today you know or whoever it is it doesn't matter whatever whatever is the news you know the rest of the world puts it up on Twitter you know if they have a if they have a large following they know that can that's better than a PR agency or maybe the PR agency does it for them and when you have that kind of diversity out there, when you have that kind of community, not in the sense of fellowship, but in the sense of of breadth and diversity and um, ubiquitousness. Is that a word? You don't replace that. You know, I got mad at Facebook for some reason. I don't remember what. And I tried to leave it. And, but my friends from high school are on it, you know, as oldies. And uh, the beekeepers are on it, right? And now I'm on an art group. And if you go, if you go to Twitter and look for beekeeping groups, I'm sure there's some, or, or, or TikTok, but you know, that just doesn't, it's not, that's not what it's about. So it's hard to get, you know, I I don't remember what I went to, something else, Rumble or somebody, somebody that was claiming, Gab maybe, that was claiming to have a, uh, a similar, you know, a similar uh, software, but that's not what it's about. I remember, years and years and years ago a friend of mine was going to a big church mega church and we had a little church and i said well, why don't you come to our church and he said well we're actually starting a church next door to yours sort of or more or less and and since we have you know we have i don't remember 100,000 people coming let's say to the mega church we're going to just you know instantly have a thousand people every day every sunday And so they did, they started a church. And it did okay, but it didn't have any more than we did. It was a little church, a second little church. And I thought about it, and what happens is, is that you have communities, let's say in a church. And they said, well, since we we mapped our members that are way over here, If we start a church, all those people will go to our new church. But it doesn't work like that for two reasons. One, Trout and Reese point out that you have categories in your mind. You know, when we got married, my wife would still, when she was in Chicago, buy her Italian sausage at Dominic's Finer Foods. You know, I told her Wisconsin has lots of sausage. We don't really need to go to Dominic's for our sausage. And she said, that's where we go for sausage. And she had a place for chicken, and she had another place for vegetables, and, you know, she had it all. And she had a backup for each of them, but she didn't have seven. Uh, She had it all categorized out. And that's the way our minds work. So when you say, where do you go to church? Somebody has an answer. When you say, where do you shop for clothes or whatever, shoes, you have categories in your head. And those don't change that easily, right? And also, you have connections, Okay, you have connections and in your social areas, in your church or your school or I mentioned those two already. Let's just keep with those. And so the yes, there's this big group of people and there's another group of people, a subset that lives over here. But you're not going to get 100 percent of those. Why? Because 100 percent of their friends in the bigger group aren't in that geography, but they meet in that larger group. And so, if they leave, they're leaving whatever. Potentially three quarters of their friends, who won't be going over there because they don't live over there, but they do end up at the same big place on Sunday. Okay, so it's not so simple. And what Twitter has is they have the big place. Okay, now you, so so let's say I'm a I'm a, a left leaning journalist, and I say to all my friends, let's all go to Twitter. I mean, let's all leave Twitter and go to I don't know what, Mastodon or something. And some of them leave. Maybe a third of us leave and go to Mastodon. But we've just lost two-thirds of our other friends that just for inertia reasons didn't leave. And that's what's happened, I think, in Twitter. And now people are saying, well, Mastodon didn't work out. (laughs) We have less and less, fewer and fewer people. Uh, all the time so let's go back to Twitter (laughs) and so and so no no platform can do what Twitter does and it's partly the categories in your brain and it's partly the community itself and so don't expect Twitter to go away Elon Musk went and posted this last week i think the, the 15th or something and he showed organic traffic from instagram versus x and the blue is x and x is going up and instagram is went down when things changed so not only did some people not like the new twitter but some people liked the new twitter i went back and became more active um that's on mobile on the web similarly uh X has gone up, and on the web, Instagram has stayed level. I, you know, occasionally go to, I don't have that community, and I don't. I have a few people that I follow on Instagram only, and they write me back and forth, so I go there to check messages, but I don't live there. Okay, so um, I received this this morning, a direct mail marketing survey. I'll put the link in the uh, show, in the comments. And um, it just asks a few simple questions where are you from? Um, optional zip code is mandatory, which is fine. Your name or email is optional um, How frequently do you get some mail? What industries do you think are are they coming from? Do you ever take action and um, <clears throat> I said I liked catalogs best okay so that's uh, rework.. AI is using that to decide which B2B industries they might focus on initially. Uh, I could answer that question without the survey. <laughs> I could tell them, you know, there's plenty of surveys about where the money's getting spent, and we they're a, they're a member of of WDMA, so I'll help them out. Fill out the survey. The link, I, as I said, will be in the comments. <clears throat> okay, and here's an article by Michael Plummer who is a regular on Forbes and often mentions direct mail. So I was kind of excited about how to market to younger generations. Now, they're getting into the workforce, but they don't have a lot of money yet. Take it from me. I know my kids. Uh, I think my son is, he was born in 1990. I think that's like the old, he's the old side of the Gen Z, I think. Um, But he, you know, he is (laughs) working, (laughs) He does have some money. He just spends a lot of time on uh, social media. I love this first line. That's why I like the article. As the last of the baby boomers get ready to retire. (laughs) Am I ready to retire? I don't know. It was awful cold on the motorcycle this morning. And snow flurries. Ooh, snow flurries always make me a little nervous. (laughs) You know, icy streets and motorcycles are probably not a good combination. And then it was in the twenties, so woohoo, it was cold. Um, so but here I am. <laughs> My wife's given up on saying, Are you sure you want to go out on the on the motorcycle today? Yeah, I always like doing on the motorcycle. It makes me feel alive. I tell her that. <clears throat> it wakes you up. So Gen Z has begun with the emphasis on in my vocabulary on the word begun, coming of age. Yeah, at least they're all out of the house. <laughs> and if you use the old stuff, the like we talked about, the LinkedIn algorithm, uh, you might come off as lame, okay, because the digital, Gen Z are digital natives. The only thing we could use to potty train my son was Internet time. <laughs> he loved playing on the computer. I'm not sure it was the Internet at that point, it might have been a, a kid's game, but he definitely—that was the reward that he could—he could grasp at that point in his life. So he was raised on the on the computer. Okay, they average three times a day. They want shoppable links. Um, they listen to influencers, and most are not really celebrities, but they're in there, in their uh, in their interest category. Okay, they don't like outdated websites. I should update my ups, my website. <laughs> but if they're on social media, they'll know I update my LinkedIn every few minutes. Okay, they focus on visuals, so so uh, video ought to be great. Video is worth ten thousands of words, but keep it brief. That's where I fail on that one. <laughs> and uh, foster two way communication. Mm -mm, they're very outspoken i don't know that that's something new with with this young generation i remember the 60s and 70s we were you know the boomers were very very outspoken about all kinds of social issues but then you know then you get married and you get kids and you worry about the house payments and (laughs) you know you put your head down and get to work and you know that's the way it happens that's kind of the, a generational thing that happens every cycle also now this is a, a odd a little odd then then the article let's see what it is michael goes goes another direction and says incorporate traditional marketing which seems like it would be the would would be the old fuddy thing but he argues that while digital marketing is crucial for reaching Gen Z, traditional marketing methods like direct mail shouldn't be overlooked. Direct mail can be an effective way to grab their attention in a cluttered digital world. right? If there's anybody that's got digital overload, it's the Gen Zs. However, the key is to make it interactive. QRs that lead to exclusive online content are one tactic that can bridge the gap between traditional and digital marketing. What's the one flaw of digital marketing? I mean, what's the one flaw of QRs? Well, up here it says that they are on their phone more than they are on a computer. Let's see where it is, it's up here someplace, um, and that they're mobile. How do you scan a QR code if it's on mobile? You can't. That's a flaw in it. They should also. You know, if there's one on my screen, I mean, you can screen capture. No, you can't. It doesn't work. So there ought to be a way to, to, for the phone to recognize that QR and take you to that link if you like hold your finger on it or something. Um, there's something for Samsung to work out or Apple. Um, anyway, so the truth is that offline, but you know, if you mail them, it works. That's important to remember also. If they're looking at a postcard with a QR on it, right, I probably have one laying right here right now, but I'm not going to worry about it just yet. If you have a postcard or a mailer that has a QR, then uh, it is scannable with your phone. So it works better with the phone. How do you scan a QR with a PC? Don't know. It doesn't work, right? So that's another flaw, right? Another flaw would be, use my camera have a camera and enable me and i think there's apps on the pc but it's it's a pain in the neck it doesn't have the autofocus and all the rest of it it doesn't it's very very difficult to do and and so and so uh it's it actually royal mail did a a survey this summer and they found that the gen z's were the most open to, to to uh to direct mail so just more reason for you to start and try but if you haven't ever tried direct mail or you'd like to talk about it come to the thing tomorrow it's at 3 p.m chicago time and um we'll hang out we're going to talk direct mail we have a little trivia contest i'm looking forward to it a lot Bye bye